This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. So, based on my commute, a lot of people's New Year's resolution was to drive really, really slow this year. <laughs> Terribly appreciate their easing live, back into life. Live from Studio C. Seizing your... A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound, kicking off a live new week of the year 2021. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The year 2021. A new beginning. A fresh start. A turn for the better. Or not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was a I, I was a little bothered by the uh, the, the waning months of 2020 that, that, that people actually believed that when the calendar changes a new year for some reason bad things start stop happening. It's uh, you not mean the, they're not going to. It's not the way life really works. No, fate doesn't care what the date is. No, and uh, you know I thought it was funny as a joke, but I, I felt like people kind of like actually believed that. Well, new year things will be completely different. Well, no, no. No, no, no reason for it to be different. In fact, it could be significantly worse. Oh, boy, that's not what people want to hear. Come on now. Give the people what they want. So False um, optimism. Cheery sing-song like they're a seven-year-old optimism. Speaking of resolutions, later we'll have that conversation in which I talk about my resolutions and you talk about how stupid they are. That's an annual tradition. Yeah, um, they are pretty stupid. <laughs> that's what my brother, my brother said. I texted him about New Year's resolution. He said... If you want to change something in your life, change it. You don't wait for a particular day. I thought, okay. That's, that's, that's your good uh, homespun Midwestern wisdom right yeah. there. One of my New Year's resolutions is to get new glasses, though. I'm very excited about that because uh, my glasses have sharp, jagged things that poke me in the head, and I've put up with oh. that for several years. That's just an errand. That's not a resolution. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Sean. What he said. Deciding they to run an errand. Me. Jab you in the head. Well, I've broken them several times and re-glued them in three different places. And the places where I've glued them, it hasn't glued right. And uh, sharp plastic things poke me in the head. And here in North Korea, it's so hard to get eyewear. Yeah. So Now I was trying to figure out what shape for my face size, and I asked my family. So I had the chart of face shapes. Oh, oh boy. And I had the chart, and I said, which of these shapes am I? And they said, are you kidding I said, no, which of these shapes are... You don't know, they said. I said, no. Come on, which Charlie shape? Brown. Let, and, my, and my wife said, let's all say it together. Round! <laughs> <laughs> so apparently I'm a round-headed person. Oh, so I have to get the proper glasses for that. Um, so what do you feel like... I think this is an interesting question. What do you feel like is the biggest story in America right now? Or the world? Uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, well, in the U.S., probably the the runoff in Georgia, coupled with uh, the general COVID thing, I guess. I think, uh, yeah, yeah, I think the COVID mutation is the biggest story in the world. Uh, yeah, I think the mutation of the COVID virus is so freaking huge. I I I, I assume it's only been getting the limited coverage it's been getting because uh, during Christmas nobody pays any attention to anything. Well, they still think the vaccine will work on it, right? Right, but that's okay. a hell of a race between the vaccine. The, the fact that it's, that it's being downplayed, uh, people say it's not going to be worse. Okay, we just had a virus. The worst virus in a hundred years, maybe mm-hmm. in world history. And it turns out it spread 60% faster with this new mutation. But no big deal, because the vaccine will work on it. 
Are you kidding me? on the old one. Are you, that it's incredibly contagious. Are so, you yeah. kidding me? That, to yeah. me, that's such a Chinese story. I feel like it's, um, you know, that tsunami. How many years ago that was? Uh, again, happened on Christmas Day. So mm-hmm. most people missed the story where 250,000 people died in a tsunami. Yeah. The falling of uh, the Soviet Union happened over Christmas. And I feel like a whole generation would have a different view of that story <laughs> if it hadn't happened over Christmas vacation. That's funny. I'd never really thought of that. If it happened in March, it would have been every single day. But you'd think apocal historical changes would break through the whole Christmas wrapping. I was thing. looking every day for stories on the mutation, and I'd find one here and there, various newspapers around the world, and just a lot of downplaying. The idea that well, it's, it doesn't. It's it's not said to be worse than the current virus. Are you kidding me? So originally they thought it spread seventy percent faster. They now think it's fifty nine percent faster. But that's significant. Later I'll get into the numbers. The Atlantic uh, talked to a smart person and broke down the numbers on how much worse it is to have a virus that spreads faster as opposed to one that is more deadly. If it were fifty percent more deadly, way fewer deaths. Really? Then if it spreads 50% faster. And the math's pretty simple on it. I can go through it. But it's not even close. A a virus spreading faster is a much bigger deal than if it had... uh, So if it had spread at the same rate, would it have been deadlier? I suppose it had gotten more headlines? I don't know. But it's... I I don't know either. they got to get that vaccine out fast, or it, it could get so crazy. I've been reading a fair amount lately about how bad the media is about science. Any science. Any story that contains any science. They, at best, get it about 50% right. And usually it's wildly misleading. Oh, well, I'll get to that math thing because it's pretty interesting. Boy, I had some wildly contrasting vid experiences myself over the break. We can talk about it. Maybe I'll call it the COVID diaries and we'll come up with theme music. But uh, a combination of uh, reading about the horrors of Los Angeles hospitals, which are overwhelmed, people suffocating in hallways because they can't you know, get care. Oh. And then I ran into uh, four uh, golf buddies of mine. And uh, I was uh, handing off a, uh, a, a retirement present to one of them. And they had all had it. They said, dude, you want to get it and get it over with. All four of us, we had the sniffles for a couple of days. That's it. Yeah, Get I, it. Then you won't have to worry about it. I would, I would like that. Uh, if I could count on the fact that it's going to be the sniffles and not like was some 40-year-old congressman who died over the weekend. Right, right. Yeah, well, that's the uh, that's the thing. It's a lottery ticket. It's unlikely you get the, you know, the big, you scratch it off, and there's a big D for death. I mean, it's really unlikely you Incredibly get the big D. Incredibly unlikely. But it's a lottery ticket I don't particularly want to buy, I don't think. Plus. Although, if this, what if this goes on for three more years? Then I'm going to go around finding used tissues in the street and rubbing them around in the inside of my nose. <laughs> I'm going to do whatever it takes. Yeah, no kidding. Hey, you, excuse me, would you spit on me, please? Yeah, well, we don't want to start the year with doom, but I would say uh, I'm thankful that every expert I've read says the vaccine is going to work on this new mutation. There you go. Because if it didn't, God help the world. Hmm. Swear to God. I mean, if this thing spread faster and this new vaccine didn't work, you're talking one of the biggest events in world history. Cue the dinosaurs. Yeah, Time for your big return, huh? As John Goldberg says... Time to give Why? the bees a chance to run the world. <laughs> Homo sapiens are done. They're very organized, the bees. Yeah. <laughs> Dinosaurs would come back hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard to figure that out. But anyway. Giant lizards. So let's get into it. Uh, we'll kick off the show by introducing everybody in the squad. You know what I was going to bring back, Sean? Because I think you first said this to me. I was going to bring this back this year. Teamwork, 
makes the dream work. <laughs> oh, please. And let's introduce everybody. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Teamwork makes the dream work. That's yeah. beautiful, Jack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a great Christmas. Hope everybody had a great Christmas and a uh, good New Year's. And for New Year's, it wasn't very exciting. Um, the, the New Year's, I don't know if you watched any of the New Year's telecasts. Mm-hmm. They were actually talk, talking about COVID, and it was depressing. So when it hit midnight... My wife and I, we just kind of looked at each other, took our shoes off, and kind of clapped them together as a noisemaker and threw them down, and that was, oh, that was about it. Yeah. But, um, and I lost my wedding ring. Already? Already. What? Already. I lost mine, too, but I was, a, I was a decade in, freedom. <laughs> um, you lost your wedding ring already? You've been married for a couple of months. I, I know. I think it ended up in the garbage somehow. I was taking out garbage stuff. It was a little bit Metaphor. loose. <laughs> Wow, that's that's the, the, yeah. the, the you're the king of passive aggressive. Yeah, my ring fell off into the garbage. What are so you I got do? a cheapy right now until I can afford a you know a more. It's not. One. I put it on the nightstand at a brothel and forgot to pick it up. It's <laughs> no, no, it's not For that. Instance, maybe you ought to get on. I don't know a wedding clock radio or a wedding toaster, <laughs> something that you can put on the counter in the kitchen and leave, and is easily replaced. Right. Yeah, I'll run that by her, see how that goes. <laughs> There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room, who came to my home to help me uh, get my kids' switches worked together. We'll have to talk about that later. How are you this morning, Sean? Yeah, sadly, I was less successful than I uh, than I had anticipated. Um, but uh, over the course of the weekend, what is, uh, with, without necessity, is there innovation? I say no. And uh, this this past week, it, it, innovation happened in the kitchen of, uh, of Chateau Relaxo. I was uh, I had hot dogs in the kitchen. Uh, the first time I have actually bought hot dogs from the store since the hot dog challenge. What is that? Two years ago now, something like that. It's quite a while. Um, but the, wow. the the price point was just something I couldn't pass up. They were on sale, and I'm a sucker for a sale. But I was out of bread. I uh, I didn't have anything, and I was trying to figure out what they do. I put it in the mac and cheese. What do I do? But what I did have were tortillas. Thus began the creation of the hot dog idea, and then. At that point, now you guys have probably already figured out what it is. I'm essentially just using the tortilla as the uh, the the bun for the hot dog. That's not. But then it was el, like el, el perro caliente. It, it was like the the enlightenment, the renaissance. It was just innovation after innovation after that. Like wow. by by the end of the week, I, it was I was doing chili dog ideas. I mean, it was just going crazy. It, it was Pinker's going to write a book about you. <laughs> Listen to you, enlightenment now. <laughs> it was like the enlightenment. Hilarious. <laughs> just a door had been opened. Just a whole new culinary <laughs> exactly. dimension. Exactly. It was a breakthrough, a turning point. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Monday, January 4th, the year 2021. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin wrapping the tortilla of common sense around the hot dog of news. Precisely now, according to FCC rules and regulations, here we go. First time in 2021. This is exciting, folks. At Mark. The youngest... 91%, nearly 92% of folks in Generation Z are making New Year's resolutions. Watch how this moves as you go through the age categories. With millennials, it's still very high. With Gen X, it's high, but now you're down to about three and four. With baby boomers, now you're down to about 60%. And with the silent generation, the oldest group in here, you're under 50%. That's interesting. Well, if you're 80, your resolution is to not die. So right? is it just realizing they never work? 
I always give out, or or you've achieved perfection. You, you're perfect. <laughs> huh, we'll have to talk I, about. I, I am resolved. <laughs> we'll have to talk about that later. That's really interesting. How does mailbag look as we come back? Oh, it's good. It's it's nice. It's it's fine. I'm I'm debating who to have the freedom loving quote of the day from. I haven't come up. Okay. with any uh, nominations? Awesome. And our I'll text line as you welcome us back. I hope our text line. Although some of you on the uh, social media were. Not looking forward to us coming back, I saw. Um, <laughs> the uh, text line is 415-295-KFTC. More on the way. Armstrong and Getty. boy back back to the real world i think most people getting back to the real world for some reason my son's school doesn't start till tomorrow really but um i guess the teachers go in today easing into it easing into it but uh he was not particularly excited about getting back to the real world and it's always you know it's mixed feelings for everybody you want to get back to your routine i think most people want to get back to their routine yeah, yeah. Speaking for myself, I bet uh, Sam and I could bond on this. I'm, uh, I, I, I was having fun not working, but uh, I miss the fellas, right? Mm-hmm. You miss the yeah. people you work yeah. with if you yeah. if you're fortunate enough to have a good crew. Believe I'm complied to say yes here. I too <laughs> miss the fellas. Yes, you, you will, you will say yes now, Sean. Mailbag. <laughs> Patrick writes. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot how to do this. How about our freedom-loving quote of the day from James Madison? I decided the father, the author of the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, should kick off the new year. Interesting point by Madison, worth repeating. The means of defense against foreign danger have always been the instruments of tyranny at home. So in the 1770s, he's writing, look, the authorities are going to cite some sort of danger and crack down and say we just got to suspend your rights for a little while uh, but that's when you've got to look out human nature does not change hmm, it's that's amazing yeah oh which reminds me we're doing a big like remodel wreath i just i i was cleaning garages going through bookshelves and uh and i I've, I've got a huge amount of stuff on like 911 and osama bin laden and uh in the post nine eleven era and the CIA and the rest of it, and I was I was looking at it, trying to decide whether to keep it, um, because nine eleven obviously was the biggest thing in the world for a long time, and mm-hmm. it was big, and it is significant. And God bless the people who who lost their lives or the loved ones, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not trying to minimize it, but I was thinking, okay, now it's it's twenty years ago. Uh, Islamic fundamentalists are still around; they're still causing problems, but it's not what it seemed like it was going to be. Do I keep this stuff? Do I need to know everything in the world about how Al-Qaeda came to be at right. this point? Right. I just don't know. Anyway. Probably not. Uh, under the correspondence proper. The, uh, lesson Patrick... there, the lesson there is how things can seem like the biggest thing in the world. Right. And this is going to change everything. And then, you know, it doesn't really change everything. Not really. Plus ça change, plus c'est le même chose, Jack. I know it's your favorite French saying. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Anyway, uh, Patrick writes, Michelangelo's curation of the Best of podcasts was spot on. Please let him know he did a good job. He was solid gold. Glad you enjoyed him. I agree, Michael. I listened to uh, the one where we interviewed Tanya Harding, 
and the one where I talked about uh, signing a woman's boob at a Dead Flower show. <laughs> wow, um, interviewed Tanya Harding. I don't remember that at all. Oh, you don't? You ran her? You, you caused her to qu- quit the rest of her publicity tour. Hmm. <laughs> you should go to armstrongandgetty.com to hear that. That sounds like me, but I don't recall yeah. it. <laughs> Barry from Thailand, who's been corresponding with us forever and regularly during the last 16 months where he's been in the U.S., hoping to get back to Thailand during the vid thing because his family's there, writes, Jack Joe, over the vacation, I finally secured a repatriation flight back to Thailand. I'm home 16 months away from my family. Wow. Oh, hope you had a great Christmas and New Year. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, the best in 2021. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, by the way, it's uh, he says our show airs live in Thailand at 9 p.m. Oh, it's perfect. So I uh, hope everybody's enjoying their evening cocktail. <laughs> Probably ought to be getting ready for bed soon. Good evening, Thailand. Loss. And then this is a little uh, this is a little long. How much time do we have, Michael? Uh, 30 seconds. Is that long enough? No. Uh, but it's from Bob <laughs> the Pilot. With a great email about where he lives, he doesn't have the slightest idea how to get a vaccine, when oh, he'll get a vaccine, yeah. where to get it. There's nothing. There is no right. information. Right. we got to talk some about the whole vaccine rollout and how far behind we are. We're not as far behind as France, who one weekend has inoculated 100 people. <laughs> That's a start. Well, the whole thing kind of snuck up on us, you know? <laughs> Nobody's been talking about it. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. There's 50 million Americans, 65 and above. A large percentage of them probably want to be vaccinated. At some point, we need to allow supply to meet demand here and get the, the shots into the arms of the people who really want to get vaccinated and are going to go out and seek out the vaccination. If we're pushing it through the retail pharmacies, you're not going to see the long lines. They're going to have a scheduling system in place, and it's going to be a more orderly distribution. And in commensurate with that, we can have the public health departments focusing on the critical mission of going into homes, reaching harder-to-access communities, people who are more reluctant and need a little bit more encouragement to get vaccinated, that's mm-hmm. someplace where the public health establishment can really focus on um, a discernible mission. Pushing the vaccine out through the pharmacies. Um, I'll tell you what I think he was getting at in a moment. That's Dr. Scott Gottlieb, former guy who ran the FDA back in the day. Um, he has been my favorite trusted voice on the uh, coronavirus since the whole thing started. But more on what he had to say in just a second. Where we are in reality is that fewer than 5 million people have been vaccinated so far versus the 20 million they promised in December. So they thought they could do 20 million, they ended up doing 5 million. Yeah. And, and then he's... And we have people like Scott Gottlieb saying, what about pharmacies? Seems a little late to be having this discussion. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I could be uh, reading into what he's saying, because I have a certain uh, point of view on this whole thing, but I think what he was getting at, uh, and he's got a, an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal about it, too. Um, I think what he was getting at, and apparently didn't feel like he could say it, is this whole being really worried about uh, equity and breaking it down by race and all this different sort of stuff is bogging everything down. Just get it out to people. Get it out to all the people that want it. All the old people. Doesn't matter who they are. If you're old and you want it, go get it. It's the Florida model, right? Yeah, Florida and Texas model. I think that's what he was saying. This happened in New York. 
last week, and this is how they ended up in New York, where they were actually throwing out um, vaccines that had expired because they didn't get enough of it into people's arms. It expires really fast. Wow. One, the, especially the stuff that gets really, really cold. Yeah, once it's thawed, I think you've you got like a four or five day window in which you have to use it, something like that. And, and they didn't have enough people that were getting the shots because of the way they were going about the whole equity thing. Because they're so up their own knees over who gets it when nobody was getting it. Exactly. And here's the executive order that went out from the governor of New York, Cuomo. I'm issuing an executive order increasing penalties for providers that intentionally disregard priori- prioritization. In other words, yeah. if you don't, Make sure you're prioritizing, you know, this and that and this and that. You're in big trouble. I'm making a uh, blah, 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 blah administration to a person knowingly not eligible. Maybe result in a penalty for the provider up to $1 million in revocation of all state licenses. Great, Scott. So a million-dollar penalty, if you give one person a shot, that wasn't supposed to be, you know, next in line at that priority list. And they ended up wasting a whole bunch of it. And I guarantee you that's happening all across the country. So for the the young or the inexperienced or the not terribly bright, here's an explanation. If you may, if you introduce onerous penalties for people doing a thing wrong, they will do that thing very very carefully and very very slowly. And people and you'll have that result. That's amazing. Meanwhile, Florida and Texas with a more free markety the, the uh, approach. We got a million doses. The first million people to show up will have a million people exactly. inoculated. And they are giving it out like crazy. Exactly. It, somebody tweeted this as a, an ex- explanation of the uh, Governor Cuomo model, which I thought was pretty good. As the Titanic was sinking, lifeboat priority was women and children first. The officer doing the starboard boats did that, but allowed men to take any empty seats that were left. The officer on the port side preferred to lower boats part empty rather than let men in them because that was not part of the order. Wow. That is exactly the difference in attitude. God, that's so angering. And how predictable is it that, you know, your Cuomo's and your Newsom's and your Whitmer's, your Democratic governors are going with the hyper uh, aware uh, equity. We need inclusion. So we need intersectionality. I don't know this completely but i think that gottlieb was trying to get at that without you know crossing any lines that were getting him in trouble and i also think this a lot of this only getting five million doses out when we thought it would be 20 million is because we had our heads up our own behind so far right. in this whole equity bs i remember I, you know at the end of the year i kept saying it bothers me that every time somebody brings up the vaccine they throw in the word equity like that's the most important thing in the world yeah i know it you know i have a, a slew of statistics and and a couple of stories that point out that so much of that whole uh, intersectional equity you know all that crap we've been hearing about now all the, the garbage that they're in indoctrinating our kids with on college campuses it's factually incorrect a lot of the so-called oppressed groups aren't oppressed at all not in terms of education not in terms of uh, um income and that sort of thing just it's, it's there's no basis at all never mind even if it were true the worst thing in the world you can do is put a bunch of central planners in charge of it to dole out perfection uh, you know on their schedule and in the way they see fit interesting uh, I wanted to follow up a little bit on that email we touched on uh, in the last segment from uh, uh, Pilot Bob, Faggoty Pilot Bob, friend of Armstrong and Getty over, oh, Fagathies, a friend of Armstrong and Getty over 15 years. Uh, Bob in the blah, the beautiful Los Altos Hills. Uh, Happy New Year, boys. Uh, missed you guys during the break. Thank you, Bob. That's very kind of you. Um, he's, uh, he says, I've done a lot of research and found out zip. 
for months we've known that the vaccine would be delivered to California, which is where he lives. And the state's been informed by the feds as to availability, distribution. I've heard all about the logistics work the feds have done to ensure the vaccines would be delivered. From what I understand, uh, Project Warp Speed had manufacturers producing huge quantities of vaccine even before they were approved. That's absolutely correct. We've been talking about that. Uh, heard about FedEx and UPS being so busy they couldn't deliver Christmas presents, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I see our state leaders are now getting vaccinated. Of course, they are essential workers. I hope all our frontline health professionals are getting it. But I get no end of emails, texts, beeping phone alarms from California or the county telling me how bad things are, where I can go for a test, how I have to stay inside, but not a single word of when, where, or how I can get the vaccine. I'm 65 plus. Endless stories in the news about how people are dying. Yet oh, so he's potential- over 65 and can't yeah. get any information. Yeah, I, I haven't gotten any information, but I just assumed I'm so far down the list that, you know, I'll get it someday. Right. But yeah, man, if you're over 65, you'd think it'd be very easily easily gotten. You'd think you'd at least know how it's going to happen in the future. Endless stories about how people are dying. Yet when we have the potential game changer in hand, not a word on how to plan to get it. Only thing I can find is that California has a working group saying they're still figuring out how to divvy it up. And he includes the link. Uh, Lots of talk about equity. Nothing about setting up parking lots starting tomorrow. There you go. Yeah. That's the same theme. We got this text. Revocation of state licenses is a big hammer. That's taking a person's livelihood. Usually you have to commit a major, well-known, professional or personal transgression of the rules to have that happen. And the governor of New York threatened anybody who accidentally or purposely gave a shot to somebody that wasn't on right. you know, the special list. Right. If on the eve of the expiration of the vaccine, the hospital director were to say, well, that would be insane and immoral to let this stuff expire, everybody in the hospital, from sprained ankles to cancer, you're getting a shot. If he did that, he and his hospital, maybe his company, could be put out of business by the, the fiat from the angry emperor of New York. Well, he'd have been the guy on the one side of the Titanic, saying you might as well get men in this boat rather than lower it half full. And ladies and gentlemen, here we see central planning at work. And yet, and yet, our chillins falling for the obscene promise of socialism. I have some great stuff on that, too. Just a brilliant little essay on... Um, on how dangerous that is. Has anybody gotten the um, vaccine? Text us, 415-295-KFTC, 415-295-KFTC. Uh, Larry King's got the COVID. That's not good because he's like 100 years old. Oof. Um, Marianne we lost. Marianne from Gilligan's Island to the COVID over the uh, the Christmas break. Oh, I didn't realize she had the vid. She was, yeah. she was really, really old. Yeah, right? she was very old also. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, boy, I'd have thought Larry King would have been being super duper careful, but maybe you can be super duper careful and still catch it. I don't know. I was visiting my 11 wives when one of them gave me the COVID. Omaha, you're on with Doris Day. And it is national. Spot. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's, see, that's not good. The guy's on the D's don't D. Don't paint my bald spot. He's on the D's D. Um, sick. <laughs> here it grows. Sick. <laughs> And I thought this was a good welcome back right here, just the sort of thing to get the slightest back into the saddle. It's National Spaghetti Day. Oh, no, it's not. (laughs) No, it's not. For some reason, I just feel like that's a warm blanket of coming back to work and everything is still fine and okay. And and we still know how to do this job. 
me saying it's National Spaghetti Day and you saying, no, it's not. <laughs> I, t- I tell you what, speaking of spaghetti, which is speaking of carbs, which is speaking of what I need to get back to avoiding, I got on the scale today with, I was, I was steeled for, for brutal bad news. I was ready to say, all right, Joe, it's the reckoning. This is the reckoning. It's time for you to g- 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 strap it on. Get, get ready. You got to lose some. I was only up a pound. Good for you. The whole holidays. Um, I couldn't believe it. Uh, I got some stuff on uh, keeping New Year's resolutions that I thought was pretty good out of the Wall Street Journal today. Um, mostly around making smaller resolutions, minor changes as opposed to major. Hmm. <laughs> is that why you're adding errands to your New Year's resolution? Getting new list? glasses is Getting, my New Year's resolution. Going to the grocery store at least once. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I resolved to have a full tank of gas by the end of the week. Um, and what was the other thing? Oh, and I think the number one in America now is lose weight. It, get combination oh, yeah. of get in shape, lose weight is the number one resolution. It used to be quit smoking, but there aren't as many smokers anymore. Oh, which reminds me, and we'll get to this later, but I have figured out how America will retain its supremacy worldwide, including against the dirty commie Chinese. Well, that's a good thing. We have a weapon that cannot be defeated. Fantastic. I want to review several Netflix shows and uh, series that I watched over the break. Excellent. So many people watching my niece's New Year's resolution was watch less TV. Mm. Uh, Now's not really the best time to do that, probably, during the COVID. Um, but uh, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. So much stuff to get to. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So Nancy Pelosi got reelected as Speaker of the House for the Democrats at age 80. She's going to serve her uh, another term, which is really quite something. It's the um, sort of thing you hear about from some sort of, I don't know, Southeast Asian, uh, formerly communist, now <laughs> right. monarchy. Uh, you can't believe everything you read, but did somebody text me that at the end of the prayer, the congressional Democrats said amen and women? Is that true or is that one of those Internet rumors? I believe that's true, yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, isn't that, uh, isn't that like Greek or something from, for so be it? Yeah, I don't think it has nothing to do with men. Exactly. So stupid. They are (laughs) so stupid. It's like the hiss in history is not about men. (laughs) Or is it? Herstory makes Herstory. (laughs) That just makes you stupid. Um, but, uh, a politics thing, they released a one hour phone call, uh, of, of Donald Trump talking to Georgia state officials yesterday. We'll talk about that coming up at 7.06. I've specially crafted a take in which everybody will think I'm an idiot, but I listened to the full one hour yesterday, and uh, I want to talk about that on the way. If I have a New Year's resolution in terms of this gig, it is um, because the Trump era was so weird. I mean, it's still continuing, but... No, it's in a over. Lot of ways, <laughs> it's <laughs> over. Well, I mean, it's it, but it's not. It, the 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 dying the death throes are going to be interesting, which we'll talk about next segment. But if I have a resolution, it's just we've gotten to where we are by saying what we think, you know, and and who's offended, be damned. 
Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to make sure I remember that. Anyway, here's the super weapon that we will explore. You got a tiny bit of a... Uh, well, yes. do you, do you, uh, no, no uh, this is the, the prayer thing. The oh, okay, amen. okay. You want to yeah. hear that? Yeah. Why not? We ask it in the name of the monotheistic God, Brahma, and God known by many names, by many different faiths. A man and a woman. Okay, will you, uh, will you Google that, Sean? Because I don't think <laughs> it's men as in... No, it's it's so. No, it's a singular man. It's it's God help this singular white landed male. That's what (laughs) it means. That's right. A man straight. (laughs) Needless to say, yeah. So uh, here's the great super weapon that's going to tame the Chinese. And it's funny. I've read this country after country after country, as we've uh, exported American culture and lifestyles and the rest of it. The world gets fatter and fatter, and uh, China has seen an explosion in obesity. Oh, the, world, the world's going to tip over. They got 1.3 billion people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, China has absorbed the best the West has had to offer, according to the good folks at Zero Hedge, including fast food restaurants, credit cards, smartphone apps, all the uh, et cetera, et cetera, not to mention all the uh, intellectual property they've stolen. At the same time, they've imported the worst. Uh, the American influence, there's a Chinese term for lazy lifestyles, quickly spreading across China, creating a massive and unspoken and unspoken about diabetes crisis. In the last 18 years, wow. they went from 29% of adults being overweight to 50%. Wow, this seems like a great opportunity to get closer to the why on the obesity thing. Y- yeah, well, I, I know it? why. I know exactly why, and I've tried to tell you why. It's that we used to cook at home 98% of the time using reasonably healthy ingredients. That makes sense to me, but is that what they're doing in China? Are they yeah. eating out more? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's fast food, readily available restaurant food. Uh, they say, you know, credit cards, smartphones, and apps, and the rest of it. But uh, my favorite part of this article, which is actually quite interesting. The spies but, will be too fat to get to the airport before we catch them. Well, uh, my favorite part of this is in case you lack the imagination to picture really fat Chinese people, they include a couple of pictures of really <laughs> fat Chinese people. <laughs> Hilarious. Wang, Wang Dan, thank you, Michael, a nutritionist in the country, was quoted as saying the, uh, an abundance of Chinese adults, quote, exercise too little, are under too much pressure, have an unhealthy work schedule, and just eat too much. Meat consumption has soared, they say. Do you have the, the phrase for the lazy lifestyle? Uh, no. Because I would no. like to memorize that. That seems like something that fits in with my well, view. I, I think they had it. I've, I've got the reader's view, so it's the yeah. stupid autoplay videos don't go. I think they had it, but it was in Mandarin, so I couldn't mm. pronounce it anyway. So, Sean, what have you discovered about the phrase amen? Uh, of Hebrew origin, not Greek, but uh, but yeah, it means so be it. Okay, so it's got nothing to do with... I knew it was one of them old languages. Yeah. All right, well, so you'd have thought somebody... Amen. And a woman. You'd have thought the walk into a, a idiot. <laughs> You'd have thought the uh, somewhat religious people that were involved in that decision would uh, be aware of the fact that amen is not a reference to men. That's a nice illustration of how uh, how easy and stupid it is to pander to that crowd. And I'll hit you with some of those statistics about how the factual basis of the uh, the whole woke thing is just it's it's well it's not factual. Well, I, 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 we've been gone for several weeks, and so much has happened in that amount of time. And um, you know, personally and in the world, we had a, a Christmas and a New Year. I had more of a um, 
crisis of confidence in Christmas this time than I've ever had. I, I still didn't act on it, but just the what stuff, the stuff, man, so much oh. stuff for the kids and just the focusing on the stuff. And hey, here's uh, as I mentioned before we went on the break, I, I, I found myself finding places to put old Christmas toys that haven't been touched in years. Finding a place to stick them so I could make room for the new plastic crap from China. No oh boy, that uh, you know will will disappear into the, the the dustbin of history. Also, and I just uh, you know everybody does it. I did it. Uh, I'm okay. Yeah, I think I'm okay. Um, but it can't be good ultimately, right? No, no, it's obviously not. And I'm not something make... very good and pure has been perverted awfully, and we've kind of just let it happen inch by inch. Yeah, well, I'm not committed enough to like you know radically change my kids' childhoods uh, over it or anything like that. But it just it just it just feels wrong to me. Um, yeah. I, I look forward to them getting a little older because I know people who who start focusing on uh, spending their money on an experience like a trip or something like that, mm-hmm. as opposed to more stuff. But my kids are still at the Definitely the stuff age. So, yeah. Man, man, the experience there's, idea. there's a lot of consumerism, which makes our economy hum, that goes on over Christmas that's just, just, you got to get somebody something, so here's something. And when you get it, you think, where am I going to put this? I'm never going to use this. <laughs> right. right. And it just, it, it's just more stuff. Well, that spending would be distributed the rest of the year. I mean, it's not like I print money at Christmas to spend more. Yeah. You that know, would we, be illegal, it's, Joe. It's, it just, <laughs> Can you do that? Just, Is that an option? I haven't gotten it dialed in quite. Uh, George Washington always ends up looking like I don't know, uh, kind of blurry. Ed Asner, yeah, it's just not good. Fat Chinese guy. Yeah. Armstrong and Getty.